I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving or cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello there, and welcome to the best news podcast from LiveWire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This right here is the show where we talk about what is good in the news, uh, even on weeks when there's a lot of bad news out there. We're trying to find the good stuff. My name is Luke Burbank. Right over there is my friend, Elena Passarello. Hello, Elena. Hi. How's it going? It's going, you know, as well as things can go, (laughs) considering... The world. Tough week for best news, huh? Yeah. We found some, though. That's I guess that's the uh, the upside. Yeah. It's week eight of the best news podcast. And I am here to tell you, Elena, that this thing is, this is a runaway hit, this huh. show. Yeah. We uh, have a fan letter. We got an email from a fan. <laughs> Wait, that's a hit. One person yeah. can't be wrong. <laughs> that's right. One out of one Randalls. <laughs> Can't be wrong when they email in greetings LB and EP. Hey. It's our cool like handles now on the show. I'm here to let you know how great the best news is for a podcast. It's just the right size to fill that dark niche of anger and despair that we've all developed several years back. There is still lots of good that is happening. Good people doing good things. Animals just being animals, which I know is... A category you have a particular interest in. Heck yeah. And Randall says, also it involves uh, people like Luke Burbank and Elena Passarello just bringing us the best news from around the world each week, which is a nice, I don't know what we're allowed to say on the podcast, a nice F you to all the divisive news services out there. Oh, my. I know. We're a We're We're not divisive. (laughs) And our downloads have just been soaring. And I think I figured out why I was talking to... My girlfriend's mother, Sudell, uh-huh. who loves the Best News podcast Aww. so much so that she listens to each episode a minimum of three times. Ah, so, <laughs> all we ask to the <laughs> listeners of this podcast is that you listen a minimum of three times. Yeah, that'll that's really all. help us boost the numbers. All right, let's get to what's good out there in the wider world. Elena, what is the best news that you've seen this week? The best news that I saw this week is actually from last week. It happened last week, but we're celebrating it this week. Is that okay? Yeah. We'll call it an evergreen best news. There was a very unique day 
and time last week, February 22nd, 2022. Okay. Right? So two, 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 zero, two, two, just like twos out the waz, right? Yeah, like like pi if it was just two. It was and just <laughs> a decimal point, and then just a twos that go off into like an irrational part of the universe. You can tell that my understanding of how pi works is fairly limited, both the numeric thing and the actual baking, uh, you know, confection. Do you know what I saw uh, going around the internet was somebody posted an old clip of Suzanne Vega, and it said. February 22nd for French people. And she just goes, anyway, somebody who might be singing this song right now is Amberly Spear of Burlington, North Carolina, which is a town on I 85 right outside Greensboro, if I'm not mistaken. And she gave birth to a bouncing baby girl named Judah Grace. At 2.22 a.m. on February 22nd, 2022, in delivery room number two. That baby is deuces with cabooses. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the the Los Angeles Dodgers longtime announcer, Vin Scully, Mm. used to love to say, the deuces are wild, when it would be like (laughs) two to two in the second inning and it was two balls and two strikes. And I used to live in L.A., and I'm a Seattle Mariners fan by by upbringing, but I did have a real soft spot for the Dodgers, and I would just listen for those moments. Like, it would happen like two or three times a season where there would be a, a preposterous number of twos, and Vin Scully would say, and the deuces are wild. That applies to this baby's birth. Yeah, but it'd be like, the deuces are cute, because this baby, little Judah Grace, is super cute, just a little oh. nugget of a baby. And the other cool thing is that her birth really was a blessing for her family, because her mother, Amberly, is a cancer survivor. She had oh, wow. Hodgkin's lymphoma, beat it, crushed it, good job. But that can cause some complications if you'd like to have a baby afterwards. But everybody's doing great. This baby is blessed upon blessed with the number two. I hope somebody plays the lottery with her birthday. (laughs) And it's just, I just love the idea that she's just got this special little push sending her out into the world. And so welcome to you, little Judah Grace. Do you get some kind of free, like, I don't know, lifetime supply of something for having that like incredibly unlikely. I mean, that has got to be harder than mm-hmm. like winning the Powerball, right? Like I don't Yeah. We've already established I'm bad with numbers, but I just feel like the <laughs> possibility of that is so remote. Yeah. You should get like free waffles for life from Waffle House or something. Like somebody step up and get this Judah Gray some free stuff. Free Twix because they come in packs of 2. There you go. Hey. Get on it, whoever it is who makes Mis- Twix. Mr. Twix. <laughs> T Wix. <laughs> I'll tell you who could really do some damage on some Twix bars, Elena. Mm. Hank the Tank, the subject of my best news that I've seen this week. My story also gets its start last week when the South Lake Tahoe Police Department, Lake Tahoe, California, mm-hmm. had to put out a message to people to stop calling their department to yell at them about what they were planning to do to a 500-pound bear named Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen a picture of Hank, Elena? No, I have not. I, how do you describe this on a family-friendly show? He's quite stoutly built. You might even say built like a brick something or other. 
Built like a brick bear. <laughs> Built like a bear. The internet has gone crazy for Hank the Tank. Problem is, Hank the Tank had been breaking into tons of homes in this particular gated community in Tahoe called the Tahoe Keys community. And so they basically put out a death warrant for Hank the Tank. No! They did. And this got out on the internet, and so many people were calling the South Lake Tahoe Police Department to yell at those <laughs> folks there about this, about this news that Hank was, there was like a shoot-to-kill order for Hank. They were protesting it. They were protesting it. In fact, there was a change.org petition that was started, of course, <laughs> like... There's a whole, there's like a chonky bear <laughs> corner of the internet. Oh, yeah. What's it? The There's a bear a month where you just look at the chonky, it's like October, like the, and catch a mac. Yeah, there's, yeah, right. There's that kind of like wildlife cam. Yeah. That's just following all of those bears up in Alaska and how they're doing as far as like replenishing their fat stores through salmon and things like that. And you like vote on the sexiest chonky bear. <laughs> This was like that corner of the internet really got together on this. It was like, we are not going to let this happen to Hank the Tank. So the South Lake Tahoe Police Department had to tell people to stop calling because the problem was no one could call the number for other things that were going on in South Lake Tahoe. Like You're just getting a busy signal if you tried to call it because somebody from you know, uh, Dubuque, Iowa was calling in related to Hank. <laughs> so that was sort of like what was going on last week. Well, then we have some breaking news by way of the New York Times this week, which is that DNA evidence what? has implicated at least two other bears, <gasps> meaning... Hank the Tank was framed! Or at least was not singularly responsible for all of these break-ins, we're talking like hundreds of incidents, <laughs> raising the question, how bad are they at catching a 500-pound bear in a gated community? I feel like you would just, you'd notice Hank the Tank pretty fast. Well, it sounds like they caught him. They caught him in that gated community. He lives they didn't there catch now. Him. That's his, well, no, well, that's his cage is the gates. Right? <laughs> but, but they've yet to like actually locate him. So he's, I don't know if he's hiding like behind two jacuzzis or what is going on. <laughs> Like, this is not a subtle animal. <laughs> and he's actually got other friends that are doing some of this work for him. That's the thing. And so the uh, California Department of Fish and Wildlife, which is actually who's been in charge of the thing the whole time. Not the police. Not the police. That was the thing. That was what the police were trying to stress. We are not actually the agency in charge of Hank. It's, I was wondering. It's the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Well, now that they know that Hank is not the only culprit, they mm -hmm. have taken Hank the Tank off of the list uh, of, of bears that would be euthanized, and they have committed to, when they find Hank, just carefully corralling him and then working to relocate him, even though he is, as they have said, severely food habituated. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way... Also describes me. I made a vegetarian lasagna yesterday by myself. I would say I ate most of it <laughs> over the course of a day. So me and Hank the Tank, severely food habituated. But um, but Hank is <laughs> Hank is safe once again. If they do catch him, they are not going to kill him. They're just going to try to move him on to some sort of other part of California. Maybe he could come up to Oregon and live with you and you could make him some of that lasagna. That would be so great just because they're... <laughs> would be less of a chance of me consuming an entire pan of it myself. I'm telling you, I ate about half of it last night, 
And I got up this morning and I was already excited about, about eating the rest of the pan today. Like, it's the main thing I want to do when we're done recording yeah. the show. I love leftover lasagna, so I'm with you there, my friend. I know. I'm with major Garfield vibrations going on <laughs> here in my apartment in Portland. So Hank the Tank, uh, getting to uh, uh, see another day. That's the best news uh, that I heard this week. Hey, a little preview of the radio show coming out this week. Uh, we're going to be talking to John Darneal, who you might know from The Mountain Goats. He's got a new novel out called Devil House, uh, which kind of covers the, well, it's set in the true crime genre, mm. which uh, he has kind of complicated feelings about, so we'll get into that. We're also going to talk to rapper, writer, and podcast host, Luke Burbank. No, I wish that was my <laughs> resume. That would be, I'm one of those three. Uh, Dessa is who we're going to talk to about the challenges of getting back out on tour after the pandemic, and also how she channels her passion for behavioral science into her podcast, which is called Deeply Human. You do not want to miss this week's radio show coming out on Friday. I'll mention, too, that we do have an email address, and if you want <laughs> to be like Randall and send us a fan letter, it's best news at livewireradio.org. All right, thanks uh, to everyone who makes the Best News Podcast possible. Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. Special thanks to our intern, Jonas Myers. Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our theme music is composed by A. Walker Spring. And thanks to all of you, our listeners, especially my girlfriend's mom, for listening to each episode three times. We're going to be back here next week with more good news for you. No matter how hard we have to make Jonas, the intern, beat the bushes for stories. Uh, so we're going to be busy with that. The rest of you, please get on out there and have the absolute best week. Dear Livewire, when we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with, with joy and make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait, actually, no, sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast.